Welcome to the Embrace It series, where women with all types of disabilities can be real, resourceful, and stylish. With each episode, you'll walk or roll away with everyday tips, life hacks, and success stories from community leaders and influencers. So take off your leg braces and stay a while with Lainey and Estella. Hi, I'm Lainey, and I have CMT. And I'm Estella, and I also have CMT a neuromuscular disorder affecting approximately 2.6 million people worldwide. That's as many as MS. We believe that disabilities should never get in the way of looking or feeling good. Both of us wear leg braces and have learned through our own personal journeys to embrace it. For more information and exclusive resources, check out our websites at trend-able.com and hnf-cure.org. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button for future episodes and special promos. Hi, everyone. It's Lainey and Estella here. And we are so excited today to talk to you about a subject that I'm sure everyone here can relate to and is interested in, whether you're married, single, in between, in a relationship or not, the issue and topic of, you know, Finding love, keeping love when you have a chronic condition and disability is huge. And Estella, I don't know about you, but I have a lot to say on the subject. <laughs> Absolutely. I think this is a hot topic for pretty much everyone across the board. Like you said, whether you're dating or you've been married for 20 years, I feel like these are all um, you know, this is a topic that everyone can relate to, and there's always something to be learned. Absolutely. And I think it's particularly, um, since Trendable kind of mostly focuses on invisible disabilities, and um, by invisible, meaning that for me, my, um, my disabilities, my foot problems, my hand problems, they're not readily apparent when you see me. And um, that can make dating in particular kind of challenging in a different way than having a visible mobility device like a wheelchair. So we're going to touch on all of those things, but Estella, I thought I would start because I got the coolest, um, well, I wouldn't say coolest. I got a really thoughtful email from uh, a trendable follower and um, it's totally on the topic. So um, I think others listening might appreciate hearing what she wrote. Let's hear it. All right, cool. Okay, dear Lainey and Estella, I've been following both of you for a while and I wanna get your opinion on something. I'm 40 years old and a newly single mom with three young children. I've had Charcot-Marie tooth disorder my whole life, but I started wearing braces in my 30s. Back when I met my ex-husband, I didn't wear braces and I didn't have some of the everyday problems I have now. It's getting harder and harder for me to do some of the everyday tasks that other people can do easily. I'm ready to date and meet someone new, but I'm really scared about the men I date and how they'll respond when I tell them about my condition. Do you guys think I should put it in my profile? When is a good time to tell them and what's the best way to do it without scaring them away. Thank you so much for taking the time to respond. Sincerely, Karen B. from Ohio. Oh, yeah. Well, wow. Thank you, Karen. Thanks, Karen. Great letter. And I can totally relate because I was 
um, divorced, similar to you, Karen, and didn't wear braces when I got married to my ex-husband and was married for 10 years. Um, and things were a lot different when I got divorced and was in, in the dating scene. Well, first of all, there wasn't even internet when I, when I was, you know, dating my husband. Um, yeah, and so now like just having the internet is something different, but online dating and profile pictures and uh, having a progressive condition um, that, as I said, isn't readily, like you don't see it immediately. Um, there were a lot of things that I worried about too. Um, so I can totally relate to that question. And um, there's a lot of things that you mentioned in your question that we wanna take the time to answer. So Estella, should we start with um, the first part, which is um, she asked um, about her profile picture. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good place to start because this day yeah. and age, how do people meet people? Exactly. Most, most of us are, you know, on online and I think it's just with everybody's crazy schedules these days, it's kind of the easiest way to meet people. And, um, you know, we have a whole a dating scene at our fingertips. So I think it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a great way to connect with people and, and even test the waters if you're not ready to really go out on a date yet, but it's, you know, it's, it's good to kind of get the practice and, get your confidence back up and um, just kind of learn how to talk to people. Because I think it's, you know, from my experience as well, I was in a relationship for 20 years and then I was divorced and, you know, I, I didn't really have much dating experience. So it takes a little bit of, you know, well, it takes a lot of courage to put yourself back out there. And um, Did you guys, did you, um, did you go online? Did you do any online I dating? did. I did. Not for very long, but I did. Uh -huh. uh, I did make a, a dating profile. So I chose personally, I think it's a very personal decision for everyone. I chose not to show my leg braces or mention uh, my disability in my profile, but I mm -hmm. did list my, um, my place of employment, which is H&F. Um, and I, you know, that was kind of a conversation starter because I think that's probably one of the first questions that people ask when they, they first meet each other is, oh, we mm -hmm. need to work and that's always I felt like was a great segue for you know letting people know um what my situation was what my disability was and in a very positive light I mean even if you're volunteering or um you kind of incorporate paying it forward into your life I think it's it's mm -hmm. a nice way to present it to others and be like well, yeah, you know, I'm part of this great organization. We help people with disabilities and this is what it's about. And um, I personally never had any negative reaction whatsoever. So, um, well, that's awesome. I mean, I would imagine, I mean, there's a lot of people out there who have very specific, I mean, first of all, you know, the appearance part is for a lot of people, you know, an important thing. And, um, you know, for me, with the profile picture, um, I agree with what you said. It's totally personal. Um, for me, I also chose not to show the braces. I didn't make any mention of having um, disabilities in my profile um, because for me, like I said, you can't really tell 
Um, I just didn't feel like it was being deceptive in any way because it's not something that I normally wear. I don't wear the leg braces on the outside of my clothing on an everyday basis. Um, you know, like I dated a bunch of people who like lied and, you know, I mean, you know, you see someone and you're like, really, this is how they look. They like totally don't even look like their profile pictures when you get there. And, oh my God, this one guy was like, <laughs> I mean, he said he was 40 and he was definitely like 55 maybe at the time. So, you know, people lie about that and I can't see how it can possibly help them if they truly are looking for love, because obviously you want to be who you are. You want someone to meet you and, and appreciate you. And if you're um, like, if you use a mobility device uh, on a regular basis that like a cane or a walker or a wheelchair, again, it's a very personal thing. But to me, I would probably put it in my profile if I use one, because that's, you know, how you would see me. So right. I'm big on just being truthful about who you are and what you look like. And if you know what, someone's turned off by that, then that's not the person you'd want to be with. Right. So, yeah. um, I think it's, it's actually, it can act as in your favor as a filter for people who are disingenuous or who are, you know, who care or if they're very, um, vain. Mm-hmm. I mean, just filtering out the, that group of people. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I'm sure there's people out there. I can't even imagine, but I'm sure there's people out here that have like, like weird, like, Oh, leg brace fetish, you know, <laughs> like if you want to meet the person who has a leg brace fetish, post your leg braces. You know? <laughs> there might be that. I don't know. That might be a secret group. <laughs> <laughs> there are some odd people out there, but um, so to answer the question, it is a personal decision, but if you want to meet someone who appreciates who you are and how you look, um, then just be honest and show how you look. And if that includes a mobility device that's visible, then that is what you do. Um, if that works for you, you know? Yeah. Um, no, I think, I think it's, it's personal. There's no right or wrong way to do it. However you feel most comfortable. And, um, and I mean, you could even experiment with both. You can try both. There's, you know, you could always go back and change up your profile whenever you, whenever you feel the need to, or, you know, you want to. Yeah. And you know, like, um, you know, moving on to the second part of her question, which is when do you tell someone? And again, it's such a personal thing. Um, you know, I I forgot, like, what is the, like the dating, there's like this dating etiquette rule, which is like, you don't talk about religion. Well, maybe that's with anybody. (laughs) You don't talk religion. You don't talk about your ex. You don't talk about, you know, like negative things in like your first couple times of meeting. And I think that that's true. I mean, I think that until you find out if someone's worth your time, um, and if there's a connection, like a real connection, um, in my opinion, like going with medical stuff, you know, unless like for you, hereditary neuropathy is your job and it's part of mm-hmm. your identity. Um, you know, I, like I, I didn't mention it. Um, and for me, it kind of like came up as a natural part of a conversation. So, um, like I have a lot of trouble with my my hands and doing fine motor tasks. So, you know, naturally, if you date someone a few times, 
and yeah. um, you have trouble opening a sugar packet, you know, yeah. that can be a way to introduce your disability in a subtle way. Like, oh, I, um, could you open this? I have some trouble with my hands. And mm -hmm. then you can see by their reaction to that, how big of a deal that is. Are they super mm -hmm. interested? Like, or is it their questions about it? Right. Or... Yeah. Yeah. Is it, is their interest like, because they're just interested or are they, you know, can you see in their expression that that's something that's making them uncomfortable? I mean, you know, that's just a gut feeling. Um, yeah. For me, because I minimized it in the, because it is a minimal thing for me, you know, obviously mm -hmm. I conduct my life and things that I can't do. I find ways to do it and I just push forward because I feel like I don't have a choice. It's not, doesn't help me to sit around thinking about the fact that I can't open a sugar packet, right? I just buy a little scissors. But in the dating situation, like asking a person to open that for me is an entree into the discussion. And um, in the first couple dates, when I'm not sure I even like the person and I'm not sure that they even like me, I keep it light and keep it just simple, you right. know. And you want to, you also want to wait for like those, you know, when the conversation gets a little deeper and you have like a vulnerable moment, maybe they share something very personal about you, maybe, you know, something about a family member or their childhood. And that can kind of open the door to the point where you feel safer around that person to kind of, you know. Um, right. Tell them a little bit more. So it's all, it's all about feeling the waters, keeping the vibe positive. And, you know, it's all, it's also in the way that you deliver the information. Oh, totally. So if you're, yeah. if you're kind of telling them and your body language is like, you know, you're turning red and you, you're getting all sweaty and, and you're getting nervous and you feel, you know, you, you don't feel good about yourself when you're sharing this information that kind of gives off off the signal that you're not really fully accepting yourself the way you are. Whereas if you kind of share with them with, you know, I mean, you don't have to fake it, but with, with a sense of positivity and yes, I have this, but I, you know, I'm still confident about myself. I'm still a great catch. That sends a totally different message. That, <laughs> you might not want to say right? though, I, I'm a good catch. <laughs> no, but in the way you deliver, it's like, you know, I know, I know who I am kind of, um, way, yes, you know, if, you, if you're worried, if you give an impression that this is like, like a deal like, breaker, like a deal breaker, yeah. and if you feel like you are like, like if you, if you have the feeling that like, this is something that is, um, like a hindrance to you finding love. And if you believe that because of having these that you're less than, then mm -hmm. you're either probably not going to meet someone or right. you're going to meet someone who also sees it that way, you know? Right. So of course. you don't, you know, everyone has stuff. You know, my mom used to say that people say it, but it's like my favorite expression. Totally it's true. true. Everyone has stuff. And like, you might wear leg braces or have arthritis or have muscular dystrophy, whatever it is you have MS, you know, even though someone might not have a physical um, condition, um, they might have other things. Right. And those are invisible and they may have, you know, it's, 
like, uh, I can't out the person, but it was surprising to me. I'm getting off the subject is I know a man who's super comes off as like super together, super confident, you know, walks into a room and people, you know, doesn't appear to have any trouble talking to people and connecting to people. And then this person told me that actually every single conversation for him is work. Like mm. he has to psych himself out for every single interaction because he has such severe social anxiety, wow. but he's pushed through it and like has learned right. how to calm himself and to make it appear that he's okay. And then, right. you know, it's so interesting to me because like someone you can meet in a date, like, you know, you never know what they have going on. And frankly, you could be married to someone as both of you and I both were for a very long time. And, you know, their stuff may not even come out till years later. So mm -hmm. like, you don't know ever, and there's no right. in life, but what you have to remember is you bring so much to the table, so much more yes. than what your disability is. That's just something you have. It's not who you are. And you offer, you have as much to offer as anyone else. Um, maybe even in some ways more because mm -hmm. of your um, sensitivity, probably your resilience, the right. strengths that come from living day to day with physical challenges you know, exactly. can be strengths. Yeah. I mean, somebody can you know? be looking at you and be like, wow, if she can deal with that, then she's, you know, she's a champ. She's a warrior. Right. So exactly. I think, yeah. I mean, the right kind of person is going to look at that and be, and be like, wow, you know, that's, yes. that's pretty incredible. And you want so, someone who looks at you that mm -hmm. way. You exactly. want someone. And so like that gets us to the next point, because we're obviously talking about dating right now. Um, and both of us have found people for the second time. Um, so I think we kind of like know some stuff, right, Estella? Yeah. <laughs> like, been around the block a few times. Right. Yeah. Right. So like um, we put together, uh, Estella started it and I chimed in, but we put together this, <laughs> this handout that we're going to be talking about on social media and on Trendable, et cetera. Um, but really like some red flags to look for. Yes. So if you're yes. out there and you're like divorced or single, never married, and you're looking to find a partner and you have physical challenges, a chronic condition, disabilities, mm -hmm. there are some definite red flags yes. of a person that you should like literally go the other way from. Exactly. Um, so should we share them? Yeah, I think it's, uh, I think, I think we could uh, get started here. So the first one I think is probably the most important for me. I know it's, it's probably the most important, but um, if they show a lack of patience, so for instance, you know, you and I both have issues with our hands. If, mm -hmm. if they're sitting next to you while you're trying to do something and you're taking longer than they would like, are, are they pulling items out of your hands or mm -hmm. are they huffing up, are they huffing and puffing or making comments because you're taking too long to do something? Um, mm -hmm. you know, when you're, when you're out, um, are they walking half a mile ahead of you and not kind of being mindful of the fact that maybe you can't keep up or maybe you need a little bit more time. So, uh, you know, when you have CMT, most of the time, Everything takes you longer. And if and, and if by the way, there's people listening though that don't have CMT. That's Charcot Marie Tooth Disorder, yep. um, which is a neuromuscular condition. Um, but really, 
any kind of disability. Yeah. 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 I mean, if they're showing signs that they are just overall not a patient person, chances are that is not a good sign. You know what? Like I'm, I'm listening to you, Estella, and I'm like thinking to myself, you know, yes, I'm the one who has the disabilities, but like I, if I was looking for a partner today, I would not like, sometimes you know how you opposites attract. I'm myself, I'm not a patient person. <laughs> like I wouldn't look for the male version of me in terms of patience because <laughs> I'm like, I'm impatient with myself and impatient with others and whatnot. So that is a great one. That's a great red flag. If someone just generally has, is an impatient person, chances are that is someone that you won't want to be with for the long run because they're going to increase your agitation and your feelings of not being okay. And you want someone who, who can slow down, who who is very um, mindful and who is patient. So that's a great one. I love that one. What's number two? Um, The second one is, do they show signs of being embarrassed by you? Do they they generally care what other people think? you know, for instance, are they trying to take talk you out of wearing your leg braces out in public? Or are they trying to mm-hmm. hide the fact that you have a disability? Or are they discouraging you from talking about your disease with others? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think those are all just a sign of, of, of an insecure person. And if you can't feel good in your own skin around that person, they're not adding value to your life. They're actually doing you a huge disservice. So a red flag then, if you're newly dating and you meet someone, you may not, they might not be, you know, telling you what to do at that point. Like they may may not be like, oh, don't worry. So what would be like, um, maybe, um, someone who is like when others are, are looking at you, um, Mm. you know is immediately like has a reaction. So right. someone and who's hypersensitive <laughs> to people, someone who's hypersensitive to what people and what others think. Um, and again, it's not about, well, not again, but remember this is not about you. It's always about that person. Yes. So that person, as you said, is an insecure person. So an insecure person isn't comfortable with themselves. And so they certainly aren't going to be comfortable with someone um, who um, isn't in their eyes. Yeah, who has differences. So they don't feel comfortable in their own skin and they don't want to stand out. And they certainly don't feel comfortable with their partner standing out. So that one, run. Well, I guess you can't (laughs) run. I can't. Walk. Walk or roll away.
feelings that you have, yes. the physical feelings that you yes. have when you're with them. If you're feeling agitated when you're with someone, if you're feeling nervous, like mm -hmm. not nervous in a good way, but nervous in a, this person is judging or this person yes. is, then get away because yes. that is, is a sign. Agreed. Right? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So number three, um, they don't really understand your symptoms or believe you. Um, hmm. They, they, you know, they might have a tendency to turn it back uh, uh, and make it about themselves. If you're trying to explain that maybe you can't do something someday, you're not feeling well, or, you know, you're just not having a good day with it, which all of us have. But when you have CMT, you might, you may have more of those. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that's usually a person who lacks empathy for others. Uh, they might be on the selfish side of the spectrum. Um, you know, they have a hard time kind of putting themselves in other people's shoes, no pun intended. But, you know, I mean, are they like, like, you know, are they making judgment about other people? Are they maybe making rude comments about people with disabilities, which would be a huge red flag, but, um, you know, also like, just like, you know, a lot of people who follow Trendable, um, have, um, various conditions like lupus and fibro mm. and whatnot, where they have flares, they have really right. bad, bad, bad days where literally they can't even um, get out of bed, right? It's like yeah. such a struggle to take a shower, to do basic things. And then other days they're seemingly okay, right? They're feeling better. And so in your, you know, the red flag would be someone who really doesn't accept and believe that you have flares. A person right. who, um, you know, says, buck up, like, let's go. Right. Uh, a person who has FOMO, right? Um, I'm using that. Mm -hmm. the, like a person who, who fears lose, missing out on things, you, you know, who needs to be um, at everything and who right. wants you to be there too. And yeah. um, who you feel guilty when you can't do the things that you want to do. And the guilt is not coming from you. It's coming from them. It's coming yes. from them feeling and blaming yes. you for missing out on things. Yes. So early on in a relationship where you don't know this part of it, you know, a red flag um, for someone like that is like, you know, I, well, first of all, my opinion is, is like, if you, um, have flares, if you have a condition where you have days that you really are not well, then I think that, you know, I, I don't know like what number date, but let's say you've dated several times. Okay. And there's a comfort, like you're getting to know each other. You're sharing more personal things. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that that is a time not on the first date necessarily, or the second date, but like, you know, third, fourth date. I think it's a, a good time to say, hey, you know, remember I mentioned I have this condition. So sometimes I have really great days and sometimes I don't. And sometimes right. I literally can't get out of bed. I love life. I love, mm -hmm. you know, doing things, but sometimes I physically can't do them. And mm -hmm. what is their reaction to that? So that'll be yeah, a Are they taking sign. it personally? You know, like right. if they're taking everything that you can't do with them personally, that's a problem. 
Um, right. You know, but even like in just said, in that initial conversation and saying yes. that, like yes. look and pay attention to how they respond. Body language. <laughs> yeah. Body language is everything. Like, yeah. well, first of all, if they don't call you the next day, then you'll know. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> but yeah. that's a good thing, even though it's. Soft. Yes. Yes. Day. And we can't be afraid. We can't be afraid to lose people in this process because at the end of the day, we'd much rather, um, be, you know, be ghosted or be uh, turned down than to end up with the wrong person and to invest years and years with somebody and who's, who's toxic. And that can take a toll on our own health, physically, emotionally, mentally, um, and can really be destructive. So we can't be afraid of the fact that people, that we might not be a good match for everyone. We just really right. have to stay in, in order you can, yes. and you have to keep putting yourself out there. So yes, exactly. anything that you guys take from this podcast is that, um, I, you know, I wrote this, um, dating blog, um, trend-able.com. And if you search dating or we'll put it in the show notes, it was like a blog I wrote about internet dating and whatnot. And in it, I'd say, you know, a lot of times, most of the time, <laughs> it might not have anything to do with your disability, that something that the, that they don't call or there isn't a second date. You can be so into someone, think that there's this awesome chemistry, talk about the disability, and then they not call, and it might not have anything to do with that. Mm -hmm. You do not know. There's a, so many variables. People could be dating 10 other people. Like exactly. that's the risk you take. And that's mm -hmm. what you have to do when you put yourself out there. So try not to assume um, and internalize and to internalize because sometimes it has absolutely, and oftentimes it will not have to do with you. It's about yeah. that person, you Agreed. know, they just, don't call. Yeah, so just pull up, you know, pull up the base of the earth. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Which is really hard. Like I remember how hard that is. It's yeah. Awful, but it's okay. But you have to, you have to think of it as they're making room for the right person to step in. So. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So, do we have yeah. any more red flags, Estella? We do. We have two more. So, number four, I think, segues nicely with our previous one. So, this individual usually does not show an any type of effort to learn more about your disease or your symptoms. They don't try and kind of uh, do any research um, to try and, and understand you better, which I think is important mm -hmm. because if something was wrong with somebody I cared about, I would try, you know, I would make an effort to learn more about it. So this way I could kind of be more supportive and understand it a little bit better. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's that's probably not a good sign if they just show no interest or kind of shut you down any anytime you want to talk about the disease or if there's any opportunities to learn more about it. Well, and it says something about someone who has taken the time to do a little research on their own too, right? Like you yeah. want to like, and it's smart. Like you want to know what's ahead, right? Yeah. Like yeah, and it's not for everyone. So, you know, even though there's no guarantees in life and things can happen anytime, I would much rather it, you know, have someone, you know, break up with me or not call or not mm -hmm. continue the relationship because they see that this is a progressive condition and, you know, and they can't handle that, 
you know, I would much mm-hmm. rather not have that person than, um, and, and have someone who has the mindset of everyone has stuff and in life, you never know. And I, mm-hmm. you know, I read about Shark and Marie Tooth and I know, and I'm just so, you know, I respect the fact that you try to do all you can. And that, how about I join you at an exercise class or I've heard, I heard, you know, that, Mm -hmm. you know, water aerobics is great. Like Mm -hmm. whatever. Let's go pool together. Let's, let's, and you know, a lot of times the right person, um, you know, they're going to try and encourage you to, you know, push yourself, not in a negative way, but to push your own limits and to kind of question your own boundaries and, um, and maybe suggest new things that you guys can do together instead of, you know, pointing their finger at you and you should do this, you should do that. Well, yeah, the right person, the right partner in general is, is bringing forth the best of you. Yeah. Right. And, and sometimes the worst, (laughs) but also the best, you know, because they know you. And right. it's an unconditional, you know, when you find someone, it's an unconditional love. And that's what we all want, right? We of want course. someone who wants to us to do what, but also who knows us well enough to know that we know our own limits, right? Mm-hmm. So I love that red flag, which is, you know, just to reiterate, like someone who doesn't take any interest when you've told them what condition you have might not be like that might be a red flag because, you know, I would want to know a smart person kind of knows, wants to know what someone has and how they can help them or what it means for them. So, um, I think that is a definite red flag. Um, yeah, very, very good. Okay. And then, so last but not least, um, number five is they, look for the negative in every situation. Um, they may mm. operate from a place of fear, anxiety, or a lack of gratitude. Um, those types of people are, you know, generally toxic to everyone around them. You know, I know there's this thing of a Debbie Downer, but are they looking <laughs> at, you know, specifically when we're talking about a disability, are they looking at your disability as just, you know, this negative thing, this, you know, you're, you're this unfortunate person, or are they looking for the silver lining on it? Are they saying things like, you know, this is, this disease has made you who you are, you know, um, are they kind of pointing out the gifts and the character, the character that it's built, um, because of, of what you've been able to overcome in your life because of, um, you know, despite, despite your challenges. So I think, you know, any person who can really take, um, a not so great situation and really shine light on it. And, um, also somebody who's proud of you, who, who, oh, I love that. To, yeah. yeah. Who wants to show you off to people who wants to, you know, who talks about you and, um, is just generally proud to be with you and respects you. I think that's huge. Yeah. And I also think you want to look for someone, this is not a red flag. It's the opposite, but I think, you know, all of us want someone who is resilient themselves. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I think it's like, as you share and learn about another person, you know, look for, um, look for things that they've done in their life that they've overcome, that they have, 
uh, thought they couldn't do something and did it anyways, where they failed and succeeded, where they, um, you know, maybe were overweight, picked on as a kid, and now are fit, you know, fit and into taking care of their body. Look for someone that has overcome something because I would imagine that, or I do believe that people who have experiences in their life that have you know, transform them, they're going to recognize how hard it was for them and how big of accomplishment was, and they're going to respect that in you. So, um, and they tend to be more empathic, you know, yes. like none of us want someone who's going to pity you, you know, another red flag. Oh, I'm adding a red flag. <laughs> oh, we'll take a okay, bonus one. I'm better, better added to our list. Another red flag. I think is someone who needs to be like a save the day kind of person, like yes. someone who is like, um, I forgot what the cliche is, but basically someone who needs to be a caretaker. Like we want someone who has, everyone wants someone, whether you have disabilities or not, who is empathetic and who will advocate for us if we need it. And who will, you know, if we have a cold or we are sick or we're not well, who's going to take care of us. But we don't want someone who that is their need in life, that that mm -hmm. makes their identity. Because yeah. if, unless your disability is only who you are, like right. stay away from a person like that because they have a need to like be the savior of the day. Yeah. And, and you, you need to go into yeah. a relationship knowing that you as, have as much to offer as anybody else. A thousand percent. A thousand yeah. percent. Um, and there's, there's two things I want to mention too. There, if you're on, if you're on Instagram, I, I have a homework assignment. I have two homework assignments for everyone listening to this podcast. Ooh, okay. You are going to thank me. Anybody on Instagram, um, if you type in the hashtag, uh, 100 out of 100, that's using the numbers 100 out of um, 100, you will see this incredible, incredible um, collection of photos of interabled couples. And I, I want people to take a look at this because, I mean, even in the past week, um, I've read a lot of comments about um, people who are really down on themselves and think they have nothing to offer in a relationship because, you know, maybe they're in a wheelchair or they have a severe disability. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm homebound. Why would anybody want to date me? I can't go anywhere. I don't want to, you know, um, bring somebody down because of my disability. I'm, I'm no good mm -hmm. for anybody. For those of you who have any inkling of that kind of feeling, I want you to take a look at this um, this thread here because it is beyond powerful. There are couples here, um, you know, quadriplegic, spinal injury, uh, you know, all types of injuries and disabilities. And when I tell you these are some of the most beautiful, happiest couples and families that I've ever seen in my life. Um, and it's just proof that, you know, that's a story that we tell ourselves because sometimes it's a lot safer. Mm -hmm for us to say and tell ourselves that nobody wants us rather than really putting ourselves out there. So for all of you listening, please, please, please take a look at, at this, um, that hashtag. And um, I hope, you know, anybody in, anyone in a happy relationship will add their own pictures to this thread and keep it growing because it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, and the second awesome. assignment, 
Yeah, yeah. the second assignment is to go on. Um, well, there's a few ways you can do. Uh, you can go on iTunes or you can go to Amazon Prime Video if you have an account with them. Um, and there is an incredible movie that we did actually a year ago um, called, uh, we did a premiere to a documentary called Take a Look at This Heart. And it's um, produced by an incredible, incredible guy by the name of Ben Duffy, who um, spent several months um, visiting individuals across the country with uh, all different types of disabilities and had some real incredible conversations on um, intimacy and dating and love and marriage and families. And it just captures uh, what I think is just these beautiful love stories and what it really is like to be in an interreal um, relationship. And, you know, he dives deep into, you know, the sexuality part of it and the intimacy, because I think it's a lot, a lot of it is stigmatized by our, our society. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we, we tend to think of people with disabilities as, oh, you know, how could I be intimate with that person if, if they can't use their legs? And, you know, the truth is there's a lot of different um, variations to disability and there's a lot of other um, ways to have intimacy without, you know, quote unquote, um, sex, you know, traditional idea of sex. So definitely check out that movie. You will not be disappointed. Oh, once again, it's called Take a Look at This Heart and it's on um, Amazon Prime and on iTunes as well. Awesome. That's such yeah. good. I'm going to do my homework. I didn't, there you go. I, I didn't know about either of those. So thank you. No problem. So, okay. I, I hope that you guys got something from this, whether you are in the dating world or even in a relationship already of things that, you know, to pay attention to and also, um, to look for. And, um, I hope that we answered our lovely, um, viewers question and, um, yeah. You have anything else, Estella? No, I just, I, I would love to hear, um, you know, from anyone who, has any comments or experience as well that they'd like to share with us? Um, Oh yeah, we would love it. So definitely. And if you um, don't already follow H and F and trendable, we'll have all of our information in the show notes. Yes. And um, (laughs) like a real podcast. (laughs) Our email is embrace it podcast at gmail.com. So feel free to email us with any questions, questions or comments and um, let us know what you thought about the podcast. I hope you all enjoyed it. And um, I hope everyone is, uh, has some more tools in their, in their toolbox for the dating world and uh, navigating relationships. Yeah. And Oh, I want to say one last thing. If you want to meet someone, you don't have to just go online. The best way is to do things you love to do. So if you, you know, Valentine's Day, which obviously is a commercial holiday, it was my mom's birthday too. So it has meaning to me because of that. Mm -hmm. 
but otherwise it, it you know, is just a day. <laughs> um, but it's a day to focus on love and I've heard of Galentine. So go out with girlfriends if you aren't in a relationship. Do something you enjoy. Like, yeah. if, you know, they always say you meet someone when you're not looking and it's yes. true. When you do things you love, when you do things, even maybe things you don't even know you love yet, just try new things. When I was first um, divorced, I took an improv class. Oh, I um, love that. I would recommend it to anybody. Wow. So if you're listening, you're like, oh, I don't know what I want to do. Improv is great because if you're introverted, it helps you with that. It helps you to be more mindful. It's a, a cool activity where you can meet people. You can invite your friends to the show at the end. Oh my God, um, I, I love sucked it. at it, by the way. It was <laughs> terrible I, because I'm all in my head. But yeah, well, that's, you know, that's part that's of the practice, right? So exactly. yeah, do something this Valentine's Day for you. Do yes. something that is going to make you even better than you already are. Like that yes. is how you will feel good about yourself. And if you're looking for someone, that's a surefire way to make it happen. Absolutely. So with that, um, yeah. Stella, happy Valentine's Day. It's I you love later. you. I love you And I will see you guys when we see you. All yep. right. Thanks so Take much care, for guys. listening.